Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. And welcome to part four, six, I reckon. Whatever the fuck it of, is, of yeah. Whatever it is of the, of the Keegan Odyssey, where we look back at Kevin Keegan's recently published autobiography, My Life as an Electric Mouse, <laughs> or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, well, just to catch up on the last episode, he just made his debut for Liverpool. I think it was 1971. He was uh, kissed by a drunk old man who emerged from the cop and ran over to him on the pitch in Anfield and gave him a mm. big kiss and then ran back onto the onto the cop again. Um, so, yeah, we're on the brink of, of his, his greatness, his period of greatness. Um, the next Ama- bit we're looking at... Am- amazing, on. though, isn't it? Like, a lad... I mean, I might have gone on about this before, but a lad to have come from nowhere, from Scunthorpe, and joined Bill Shankly's Liverpool yeah. and almost gone straight into first team, Roy the Rover stuff. Unbelievable. It is. It is. It just, the beginning of one of football's greatest fairy tales. Yeah, it de- just demonstrates what an extraordinary character he was. And yeah. still is. He's not, he's not mm. dead. Unless he's died he's since, you, since we record this and you're listening to it after he's died as a tribute, yeah. in which case, RIP, well, Electric Heaven. If he does die, which I hope doesn't happen for many years to come. He might never die. It, yeah, I mean, if any if anyone's likely to turn out to be immortal, it's him. <laughs> but should he die, I imagine, or maybe before he dies, I imagine that the BBC might turn this series of podcasts into a big budget dramatisation. Yeah. Like, like our drama. interpretation of Kevin Keegan's life. You know what? I'll tell be you like, what. It'll be they like, make TV. Yeah, it'll go be on. like our friends in the north, where it's yeah. it spans decades and all the characters and have, have different, different wigs. Yeah, but yeah. That that was the best thing about our friends in the north, wasn't it? <laughs> wigs. <laughs> it's just the, the the vast array of wigs that they wore, and each each episode you can't wait to see like the you know Daniel Craig's new yeah. wig, especially Daniel Craig, and then his teeth as well. His teeth went a bit awry the, the longer it yeah. went on. Fantastic. But what's his name? What's he called? Mark Strong. I think that's yeah. his name. Yeah. He he uh he wear he's bald and he wears wigs in all of his sh- uh, in all of his uh, roles on the whole. Mm. So he's a good wig wearer. If I, I was don't an know actor, how we've if I was an actor, I would deliberately shave my head all the what, time. So you could have more wigs. More wigs. Yeah. Mm. And then you get that keep the wig at the end, don't you? Yeah, that's true. That's the other best works. bit in our friends in the north, apart from the wigs, is when genial Harry Grout shits his pants yeah yeah it's not the best bit <laughs> well it's def- alright well put, depends on your definition of best it's definitely the most memorable bit the best bits are when Gina McKee's in it <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. Oh. anyway Kevin Keegan that scene. back to yeah. Kevin Keegan Keegan but just to say because we were talking about it, I'm not even joking. A dramatisation of Kevin Keegan's life. Mm. They've made fucking programmes about much shitter stuff than that. They definitely have, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this is... i tell you what's good is that special. one with Hugh Grant, a very English scandal, where he plays former Lib Dem leader Jeremy Thorpe. And uh, it's fucking funny. Yeah. And it's good because there's a, it, it passes through from the 60s to the 70s and I think touches on the 80s. And there's so wigs. Anything, anything like that involves a lot of different wigs. Yeah. And it's really good and Hugh Grant's really funny in it. Um, and Kevin Keegan is such a hero to so many people. I think a Kevin Keegan thing that went right from the 60s when he was at Scunthorpe through to the 90s and maybe ended in the in the Newcastle magic wow, days. It feels, like, it feels like more than one series, this. It feels like a three-series job, you know. Let's write to the BBC. Dear BBC. <laughs> Dear cunts. <laughs> Dear cunts, I attach... 20 audio files of a series of wildly popular podcasts myself and my colleague <laughs> the esteemed writer and Andy Dawson All right, brackets sorry. brackets you may remember him from Diana in Heaven and Get in the Sea <laughs> and Get in the Sea <laughs> right and numerous iconic Twitter spats with the great and the good yeah <laughs> <laughs> We have created this. We, you are welcome to pay us if you want to dramatise this. Mm. We are not actually prepared to write it because we're too busy. But you can just get some cunt in the some work experience to fucking transcribe, <laughs> transcribe it. it. We believe. We recommend first... either Daniel Craig or Hugh Grant to play Kevin Keegan, and we... Gina McKee to play soccer talent spotter Sister Mary. <laughs> We think that these first 20 episodes would make up roughly three episodes of your TV series. We've looked into it um, based on what the writers of Friends got paid towards the end. And we want £1 million per episode. (laughs) And that's for the 20 podcast episodes, not however many you do on the telly, which we don't actually care about. We just get the monetising the fucker. Here are our bank details. I have recently switched to Metro Bank because <laughs> the fees are lower. <laughs> Andy is still with Santander. <laughs> Why I'm putting this in the letter, I do not know, but there you go. <laughs> we, we... Just to prove that we actually do have bank accounts because a lot of people are sceptical about that, but we do. <laughs> we are not <laughs> So men. don't believe anyone who claims we don't have bank accounts because we both fucking do. We are definitely not straight men and we have bank accounts and everything. And that. All the best, Sam and Andy. <laughs> and that is addressed to Tony Hall, head of the BBC. Yeah, at Television Centre. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get back to Kevin Keegan? Yeah. Um, he, he talks about Shankly in his early days with Bill Shankly at Liverpool. Uh, he says, I got the impression straight away he had warmed to me. I was 20 mm. years of age with little more than potential, but his eyes widened when I took off my shirt for the medical examination. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've oh. got some bang for our buck here, lads. <laughs> Look at that. Ah, <laughs> oh, son. Look I haven't this. seen a man like that Look in years. This. Lean. He's so lean, not an ounce You're of like fat on him. You're like a thoroughbred son. Like a, like a cocker spaniel chasing a piece of silver paper across the wind, but naked. Muscular, yet lithe, sinewy. <laughs> almost Absolutely first-class physique, young Keegan. Almost inedible. <laughs> he says... Um, Full of protein, <laughs> that lad Keegan. 100% protein. 
If you fed them to the... free. If you fed them to your pigs, it would be a waste. Mm. On so many levels. If you blended him up, then dried him in the sun so he turned to powder, you could turn him into a fantastic protein shake for bodybuilders. Well, Bill, why are you talking? That's not anything we're going to do. That doesn't That's exist. a weird thought to have. I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't a- want to turn him into a protein shake. I want him to play centre forward for Liverpool Football Club. The golden, but- the golden rule of football is always have a plan B. And that's my plan B for Electric Kevin. If this lad doesn't work out on the pitch, let's see how he works out as a protein shake. I'm going to powder the week, cunt. <laughs> and Joe Fagan and Bob Paisley are both there going, uh, all right then, gaffer, fine. Let's just see, play it by ear, shall we? I'm just Bob Paisley, so I'm just going to go home now because uh, I've got a dentist appointment or something. <laughs> Keep us posted, though, about that Keegan lad. If you want him turning in powder, you know, I'll do, then I, I can make some phone calls, like. Maybe that's what's that's what led to the Hamburg move in 77. Yeah. The threat of, of powdering became yeah. real from Bob Pearsley. Yeah. Kevin, again, it's so quick. full of protein. It's fantastic. He, he, he'd come back for pre-season, he'd put a few extra pounds on, and Bob Pearsley thought the ideal no. powdering phase was over. Send him to the glue factory. That's all he's good for now. So, uh, Shanks wanted to know if I'd ever considered boxing as an alternative career. (laughs) I want to see him stripped. I want to see him in a ring, fighting another naked man. Maybe oiled. Who knows? Like they do in Turkey. Get Toshak in here. Toshak, get yourself in here. Strip off and grease yourself. There's a new lad, and I want to put him to the test. Fight him. (laughs) He says... He wanted to know if I'd ever considered boxing as an alternative career and back at the club's offices, I overheard him making the same point to the staff, deliberately loud enough for me to hear every word. Boxing. (laughs) Turn him to boxing. And this is a quote in the book from Keegan that Shankly said, He looks nothing dressed, but you should see him stripped off. The boy's (laughs) built like a tank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Fucking (laughs) weird. Fucking hell. So um, a lovely, lovely dollop of homoerotica there at Anfield yeah. quite early on in his, his Liverpool days. He then moves on to um, the, the inevitable leap to becoming a superstar, which happened overnight, basically. Yeah. Uh, he says... Because he Best, started scoring immediately, didn't he? He did, he did, yeah. He says, George Best would still be watching the crowds at Manchester United, but the media wanted another player who could be built into a superstar, and I ticked all the boxes. Um... Suddenly, I was being asked for autographs all the time, uh, and I felt we- it felt weird that suddenly fans were queuing up for one. I used to sign my name as J.K. Keegan, but now people actually wanted me to write it down for them. It didn't feel right to confuse everyone with the fact I was christened Joseph, which, in fact, it confused himself on his first day at school, mm. if you remember. Yeah, it did. Um, Dad thought the same, and I suggest- suggested I started squiggling down some different ideas till I perfected a new signature. So, mm. training in the morning... Afternoon autograph practice with his dad. Um, have you seen Kevin Keegan's autograph? It's very distinctive. No, I'll Google it now. Go on then. It's got. It's very slanted, and the 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 keys are both like I think they're slightly oversized in the other letters. Oh uh, it, yeah. It used to appear on all his merchandising. 
Yeah, now you're saying that, I think, because it was everywhere. In, in the you know, When I was a young kid, on, when I was first into football, it was fucking everywhere, wasn't it? Brute soap and all that sort of thing. Yeah, I can see it now. It's so it's weirdly familiar. It's a you know I thought I hadn't seen it, but as soon as yeah. I do see it, you just think this must be one of the most famous autographs in Britain. Yeah, it's like a logo, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, and you wouldn't because autographs were bigger then. Yeah, because now you know uh, David Beckham, who is probably the closest parallel you could mm. draw to Kevin Keegan. Probably, yeah. In footballers of the 20th century, you know, like monetize the fuck out of it. Yeah, I mean, Beckham had other... They had, like, by that stage, it was all, like, new labour, so everything had become graphic design. Yeah. And he had a special number seven, didn't he? Yeah. Fucking drawn, like, some bullshit thing. And uh, so I don't know what David Beckham's autograph is. I mean, for all we know, it's a fucking thumbprint. But in those days, the 70s, autographs were all the rage, weren't they? Of course they were. We all went around with our autograph books all the time in case we happened to put a footballer. Yeah, and we all... We all practised our own autographs. We did for when we were famous. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at Kevin Kagan's autograph, it almost looks like someone running at high speed. It look it embodies yeah. what he is, doesn't it? Well, some people, there are handwriting experts, aren't they, who think that they can Such produce things about your... <laughs> yeah, like me and you. Um, we, and we are actually available for kids' parties yeah. or corporate events, and we'll just come and analyse handwriting. Retirement homes. Uh, and he just shuffles up. You present him with something in front of your whole fucking boardroom for their away day bonding session. And he fucking shuffles out of a side room doing up his flies, <laughs> looks at a fucking bit of hand dry in front of him and just goes, whoever wrote that looks like a bit of a cunt. <laughs> anyway, here's my invoice. Um, but yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it looks like it looks like someone, a cart like Billy Wiz from the Beano. It's, fu- it's full of energy and vigour. It is, just, just like, like Kevin himself. Man. Yeah. So um, so he's talking about autographs and he says, I'd always enjoyed meeting people and I knew from experience it should be taken seriously. As a youngster, I once waited two hours outside Bellevue in the hope of getting the autograph of one of my favourite Doncaster players, who he doesn't name, so that's nice. Uh, the car park was virtually deserted by the time he came out. There was nobody else around and he was walking to his car. I held out a pen, asked if he could sign my book. He could have sent me home as the happiest child in the world, but he didn't break stride. Sorry, son, bit too busy today. It broke my heart. Yeah, (laughs) fuck off, kid. It broke broke my heart. What he meant was, I'm too important for this, pal. Now get lost. Buzz off. As he says, buzz buzz off. off, But he means fuck off, obviously. Yeah. Heck um, off. (laughs) Heck off, yeah. Heck the heck off. (laughs) So he says... little hecking tyke. I would always devote myself, no matter how busy I was, because I knew what it felt like when the person you admired said he was too busy. It was something well, I... Go on. You, are, you just know, don't you, if you bumped into Kevin Keegan mm. in the street, in the Kazi, yeah. anywhere, if you said, hi, Kev, how's it going? How about an autograph? There is no fucking way Kevin... Ke- he's top of the... The most nailed-on celebrity in any industry in this country to give you an autograph when requested. Instinctively, yeah. you know that's Kevin Keegan, don't yeah. you? Yeah, Exactly. And you know you're going to get that autograph as well. Yeah. Because that's how he is. Selfie, autograph. I don't know, maybe he's a little cuddle, perhaps. Do you think he'd give you a cuddle if you asked for one? How about a little cuddle, Kev? Come on, Kev. Come on then, you daft bugger. <laughs> Go on, just you a little one, though. And my hands on, aren't I'm going a- any lower than your waist either, so don't ask. I'm on my way to a golf day, okay, <laughs> in the northeast. So I haven't got that time for a proper double K cuddle. <laughs> 
Uh, so, Jimmy Nail's in it too. <laughs> and Terry Mack. <laughs> he says, it was something I was used to instill in my players and it used to shock me when I was playing for Hamburg that my teammates in Germany found it such a drag. They just didn't want to do it. Whereas I would spend that's hours... That's his seven. nicked autographen. Nine! Nine! <laughs> Retreat! <laughs> Retreat! Move away from the footballer! Schnell! Mein Kuli is kaputt! That was their usual excuse, meaning, of course, my biro is broken. <laughs> that's actually true. It's one of the few German phrases I actually know, weirdly. Nine! Nine! Mein Kuli is kaputt! Schnell! <laughs> But hey. I, I have I have ein Kuli. Nein! Uh, I only nein, use my I own Kuli. I can only use my own personal Kuli. Uh, <laughs> I am I am not insured for pen infection. I can only <laughs> use own Kuli. When I arrived in Hamburg, I always made sure I had a pencil case with 12 to 14 Kulis in at all times. That way, if one ran out, I always knew I had another in reserve. I had coloured pencils in there as well. So if someone wanted an autograph, I could ask them what colour they wanted it in as well in case they had a favourite colour. You should have seen the <laughs> smiles on their faces. <laughs> blue, please. First name, blue. Second name, yellow. <laughs> blue, you say? Light or dark? <laughs> like aquamarine, maybe. Touch of green in it, like the sea. <laughs> Your wish is my command. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. Now we move on to the the era of commercialization in football mm. and in Kevin's career. And, you know, he mentioned George Best there before. George Best kind of did a bit of this sort of thing, opening boutiques and that. But it wasn't mm. mass market. Kevin was really, I think, the first mass-marketed footballer in yeah. England. And it started with quite humble beginnings. He says, it was a culture shock when fame started to engulf me in my first couple of seasons at Liverpool. Letters from all around the world began to pile up, a bit like Rhinestone Cowboy. Rhinestone Cowboy again, from people yeah. don't even know. And offers coming over the phone. Yes. Um, <laughs> letters from all around the world began to pile up. And with help from Jean, my wife Jean, uh, I made an office in a back room of a junk shop on Prescott Road in Liverpool. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rick Clements had introduced me to the owner, Lenny the Junk. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an ideal business partner. Of course he does, yeah. 
So Ray Clements just took him to one side and gone, no, Kevin, Kevin, you're probably going to need some kind of uh, headquarters with all of this fame that you're having. Now, I've, I've got a pal. I've got a pal called Lenny the Junk. He's got a junk shop nearby. And he says you can have his back room if you want. Oh, Ray, that would be fantastic. Ray, I can't thank you enough. <laughs> It's like, have you seen the Steve Martin film, The Jerk, where he gets, yeah, uh, where he, he he lives in the petrol station, and yeah. uh, the the fella gives him the key, and he's he's basically living in the bogs. Yeah, and he can't believe how lucky he, can't he believe is. Look, he goes, oh, I can put a sofa in over here, or so I can move this <laughs> stuff around and all that. It's, it's irrepressible Kev in the back room of Lenny's junk shop. Yeah. Um, Lenny, Ray, the... for you to do that, to go out of your way to find me a fame HQ. Is absolutely just the sort of thing I was I was hoping to experience here at Liverpool FC, <laughs> and for now as well. No, actually, I, I do want a finder's fee for it, please. Oh, fifty percent of everything. <laughs> that that's why to this day I still give Ray Clements half of every penny I am paid for any commercial exercise. <laughs> and I want it was to... a lifetime contract I signed at the time. Some people say I was naive, <laughs> but needs must. And I need uh, I need fifty guineas just for having this conversation with you as well, Kev. Guineas? That doesn't sound like much. That's fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> so he gets introduced to Lenny the Junk, and he says it was here that I set up the Kevin Keegan fan club. So he's running his own fan club, which is quite sweet. Him and yeah. Gina doing it in their spare time. Um, that's the kind of thing you would do as a kind of a nine-year-old, isn't it? You would set up a fan club. For yourself. someone that you you really admired, but you'd do it mm. all yourself. You'd certainly draw, draw pictures and make membership cards and all that kind of thing. I knew a girl once who ran the Pasadena's official fan Whoa. club. She set it out. She wrote to their management. She said, I'm a big Pasadena's fan. Uh, they don't have a fan club. Can I start one up? And they said, yeah, fine. Hey, hey, Pasadena's, come over here. <laughs> We've had a letter come in. Some bird <laughs> wants to set up a fan club for you. Have you got one? <laughs> no, we haven't yet. No. Shall I tell her she can do it? Yeah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> tell her we want paying. We but want fifty percent. She's ten. Well, I'll tell her we want sixty percent. Then she won't fucking know. She probably can't do her maths yet. <laughs> so it was here that I set up the Kevin Keegan fan club, as well as using it as the headquarters for my limited company, Nagik Enterprises. Now that oh, sounds God. quite spiritage and futuristic, doesn't it? It does, yeah. But of course, it's just Keegan spelled backwards. Yeah, but nowadays you can just imagine some cunty app being like floated before it even launched for like a billion pounds. Called Nageek. Uh, <laughs> called Nageek, and it's started by some cunts in San Francisco. Yeah. And they go, yeah, we came up with the concept of Nageek. It's an app that sits on your phone, and it... It you, just does that. It just sits it, there. You find out what the freshest air is uh, <laughs> within a 20-mile radius of you, and then it guides you to where that spot is so you can just do your daily breathing. And it's constantly updated because, uh, as we know, air quality changes. When a lo- We're finding that when a lot of people use Nageek to, to, to hunt down a fresh air source, that air then gets used up pretty damn quick. So we got to be updated, and then they'll move on to the next source of fresh air. By the time they get there... It's usually all been used up and it's turned poisonous. Yeah. So, so it immediately redirects. 
there's, there's been a lot of deaths. We're hoping to eradicate those, but it's still early days. These are glitches. These are glitches. Remember, this was just the better version, the beta version. Yeah. I mean, people people die all the time. If we've been responsible for deaths, then, you know, that's that's not really our fault because we're just using it as a guide. So we're legally not responsible for any deaths because of Nagik. But in the second version, we hope there'll be, you know, 10% fewer deaths. Andy, have you seen the Fire Festival doc yet? I have, yeah, it's great. I like it when Jar Rule says, when they go, guys, <laughs> guys, we lied. We lied to all of our customers. And Jar Rule's on the conference call, he goes, no, we did not lie. That's not lying. What, it may have been false advertising. Yeah, Someone says, this is, this is basically looking like it's a fraud. And Jarrell's going, no, not fraud. Don't say fraud. Oh, yeah, fraud. that's not fraud. It's just false advertising. False advertising. advertising. <laughs> Come no, that's on. all right, then. What's, it's just a bit of false advertising. What's that between, mates? <laughs> so I think what we've learned from this, Sam, is that yourself and myself should set up the Nagik Festival somewhere later this when year. When you see those things about scams, because there's a, a, a book that came out last year called Bad Blood, which is quite similar in as much as it's just about the fucking bullshit that surrounds the tech industry yeah, and the the amount of money that people who just have a, a bit of fucking swagger about them mm. can raise really quickly because it's such a fucking feeding frenzy. And Bad Blood was really similar story about someone who just in, invented one of these things where you take a pinprick sample of your blood from your finger, send it off, and they give you a full DNA fucking... Oh, yeah analysis and tell yeah. you what you're going to die of and when and all this sort of shit and it was complete bollocks it didn't work but they raised billions and had like fucking all sorts of like famous senators and and people on their uh on their board of directors but i read that or i see fire pistol and i don't think that's awful i think fucking hell why aren't we in on this <laughs> why don't we think of something where people just give you a load of fucking money <laughs> And this this is an ideal time to launch the uh, Top Flight Time Machine subscription service, the fan club yeah. that we're going to set up ourselves one, in a junk shop. One day they'll make a documentary about us. I don't know. <laughs> These guys, they just seemed so confident, like they had the courage of their conviction. They told us it was going to be the next big global hit, Top Flight uh, Time Machine uh, fan club. Uh, so uh, we uh, all signed up. And then all of a sudden people started dying and no one knew why. <laughs> they told us they had Will Smith on their board of directors. And we thought that can't be right. But then, sure enough, there he is. They do a live event in somewhere called Stoke-on-Trent, and Will Smith's there, and he's doing the dance. He's doing, he's doing Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West with Sam and Andy. I can't believe it. I handed over my bank details straight away. <laughs> and it says on screen, Will, Will Smith refused to be interviewed for this documentary. <laughs> Will Smith's going, it's just false advertising. <laughs> it's not a fraud. Guys, it's fine. It's not fraud. It's just fa- false advertising. No one ever went to jail for false advertising. <laughs> so you started a fan club that promised badges and stickers <laughs> and all sorts of benefits, and those benefits never arrived. Mr. Delaney, yeah. in episode 39, spoke of a badge machine he had, he had acquired, but he mentioned that it was his wife's badge machine. Already there, he was laying down some kind of diversion to stop himself from being culpable. We see a pattern. Delaney, again and again, passing the blame onto his wife, his children. His children. <laughs> or other people in his, amongst his family and social circle. 
We look at the character references of Pancho from the Flats, who has subsequently gone missing. <laughs> then suddenly it hit me. It was on that day that I realized there was no badge machine. His wife didn't know what we were talking about. No one knew what we were ta- he was talking about. There was no record of Sam Delaney ever acquiring a badge machine. <laughs> it was all built on a lie. <laughs> So he's he's in the junk shop. He's in the back room of the junk shop, uh, Lenny the Junk, and uh, he set up Nagik Enterprises. He says it was incredible how many companies suddenly wanted to put my name and face to their products. My first boot deal was with Stylo Matchmakers, uh, but I also had my own range of pajamas, my Pirelli slippers. What? <laughs> that sounds wicked. Presumably, pr- those are slippers, but with. Pirelli sauce, yeah, it must be. Which is, uh, I've got. Uh, you, when you get have a pair of slippers, it's great to have some a good grip on the bottom of them. Of course, and I bet you could run extra fast in them because they're Pirellis. Yeah, which in case, ties I, in... to, case I was just a, a, on a Sunday morning in my slippers, but suddenly I had to embark upon I don't know a twenty mile cross country race <laughs> yeah. across the Pennines, across the Peak yeah. District. So yeah, so that ties in with his, you know, his irrepressible. Um, thing and you know always yeah. on the go uh, extra yeah. fast slippers you could be like Kevin Keegan he says I had a deal with Smith's Crisps there was the Kevin Keegan goal ice lolly with a plastic stick shaped as me and I've got a memory of that that's really? that's come back to me there when I've just read that yeah uh, Kevin I, Keegan's I, I, head on the end of a stick I, I wonder if Shankly had a collection of those sticks in his office I bet he did I'm just Look off at in that. my office I'm going to suck on a Keegan lolly for 10 minutes, and then look at the stick. Young Kevin scored at the weekend, and I always celebrate in the same way when he's on the score sheet. <laughs> I go up to the corner shop, I buy myself a Kevin Keegan lolly, and I suck it all morning. Then I just <laughs> stare at the stick. I stare at it and stare at it until about lunchtime, then I stop. <laughs> and I go for a sandwich. <laughs> Trying to imagine what the whole stick would look like if it was naked and fighting. <laughs> Fighting another <laughs> stick man, oiled up. Another stick made of John Toshak. <laughs> so there was this, the the ice lolly. There was his own football annual. There was his Metoy football. Don't know what that is. There was fucking that's a long list and it's very thorough as well. The Grundig Hit Boy Radio. What the fuck is that? A Grundig Hit Boy, hit boy Radio. Fucking sounds great. Let's look on eBay yeah, for that. Let's have a look I'll, now. I'll check it out while you're talking. Google that. Hit Boy Radio. Probably doesn't exist. It's probably imagined it. There it is. The vintage Grundig. portable Grundig three-band radio. The Hit Boy. And that is... Fucking hell, it's great. That's I'll on see eBay. if I can get a Kevin Keegan one. That's Keegan... This is good entertainment, isn't it? Listen, we're searching for stuff on the. Oh, internet. there's a there's a good ad. There's an ad. There's ads for all of these things. Is there? There's an ad for the Pirelli slippers as well. Oh, where have you found that? This is uh, on. If you just do, I just search Hit Boy Grundig Radio Kevin Keegan, and there was a wonderful ad for Grundig for the radio. Right. But there's also a one next to it of of the Pirelli slippers. Oh, your right. favourite slippers now with your favourite footballer, and it's got the distinctive. Kevin Keegan autograph writ large underneath. Fucking hell. Well, we'll, t- we'll tweet all them out when this episode mm. goes out. Oh, and there's an ad for the lolly. Oh! Oh, it's fucking great. I can't find great. any of this stuff. All right, I'll tweet it all. Not yet, though. Not till the episode goes out. Oh, okay, right. Superb. All right. Um, where were we? <laughs> he says, uh, 
So yeah, the Grundig Hit Boy Radio, a sticker album, a skills book, a grandstand electronic action game. That sounds like late period Keegan, that. Yeah. That wouldn't be early 70s. And Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he's, he's mashing it all up together because the Pirelli slippers in the um, ad... There was an illustration of him in the England kit, but it's clearly the 1982 World Cup England kit right. with the uh, Admiral stuff across the shoulders, you know. Yeah. The very famous one. And so, yeah, I mean, he's saying all these deals and trying to indicate that they all came in at once in the early 70s, but some of them were fucking during his Southampton or Newcastle yeah. days. Yeah, he never stopped at it. He was relentless. Mm. Good, good. Um, so there's that. And he says, my only rule was that I would not advertise beer. I was not a drinker. And I thought it set a bad example to be promoting alcohol. Oh, that's nice. But then again, he promoted aftershave, and alcoholics quite often turn to that when um, yeah. when they've run out of proper booze. So yeah, but counterproductive that, Kev. Yeah, nowadays um, a lot of lot of people who are in hospital with alcohol poisoning or what have you, people yeah. have been put in there and then held in there because they've got really serious problems mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to drink. This is like friends of mine who work in hospitals say that you catch them drinking from the hand sanitizer dispensers. Yeah, I imagine there'd be a lot of that going on. There's a lot of it, and they're, they're bold as brass, but they don't care. They're like crouching down underneath and just pumping the button into their gob. What do you think the so, nicest flavour is, pink or blue? Um, I'd go for pink. Yeah, I would as well. A bit raspberry, yeah. perhaps, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could edit this bit out. <laughs> you reckon? Until I appeared on the scene, George Best had been the go-to man for commercial deals. The problem with George yeah. was he rarely turned up to the events he was being paid to attend. I was a lot more reliable, obviously. It's starting to become slightly annoying at this point. Yeah. With his fucking his, his eagerness and his keenness. I think. Yeah, that? he's a bit head boy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, a bit Gary Neville. Yeah. Uh, no, but he's less grumpy Gary Neville. Yeah. I can do that, sir. Sir, <laughs> sir. Like, fucking hand higher in the end than the other yeah. cunt oh, in the class. God, yeah. I'd be stretch. happy to supervise detention. I never get detention myself, but I don't mind staying late to supervise those who have gone astray. <laughs> hey, all of you lot, pipe down. It's a detention. Fuck off, Keegan. You're not even a fucking teacher. I'm not. I may not be a teacher, but I have been asked to supervise this detention. I have been given full teacher authority by the teacher. So you have to listen to me, or you'll get in even worse trouble. I'm writing names down right now. <laughs> uh, so he's 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 just he's shot on George Best there, and he says uh, he were always drunk. It was disgusting. I weren't. I was a I lot more reliable. Beer. And I even mm. took over his Daily Express column. Ooh, you oh, you fucking bastard, Kevin. Uh, yeah, changing times. And listen Everyone to this. Everyone admired Keegan, uh, best the Maverick, and then suddenly they're... Uh, anyway, go on. Listen to this. Uh, his Daily Express column, which paid me more than I was earning at Liverpool. Fucking Get your head hell. around that. That's amazing. Fucking hell. That I, is staggering. I immediately resigned from my summer role at the Doncaster Mental Health Hospital. <laughs> from the mental home. <laughs> He says, I became the face of the Green Cross Code filming an advert outside Anfield in a pair of flares so wide I could barely even see my shoes. Well, that's not ideal, is it, for when you're crossing the road? You need to be able to nah. see your shoes. Quite yeah. fucking wanton, that, I think. Um, and I'm still reminded about showering with Henry Cooper in the television commercials for Brute, the deodorant with muscle. It's funny why I'm doing talks now and ask everyone to put up their hands if they've ever splashed on a bit of Brute aftershave. Every man over the age of 40 will raise his hand... And I receive a small fee 
from the people at Brute Headquarters. <laughs> Johnny Brute, his name was. <laughs> Sir John Brute. He invented the aftershave in 1862. <laughs> and he's still alive and kicking today. <laughs> he puts it down to drinking a pint of the stuff every morning after breakfast. <laughs> so there we go. That's the end of this episode. Uh... Next time, we'll look at telepathy with John Toshak. I don't know if it's naked telepathy or not. We'll look at uh, Tommy Smith being a bit of a cunt and also Liverpool somehow starting to recruit players from university. So that's what we'll look forward to in episode seven. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.